0: on forever but then you get to the end and the gorilla starts throwing barrels at you and that's how you play the game My money, did
1: you see me escaping? I was all like,
0: John
2: the box. Says no. And I'm his friend
3: Jesus.
2: Welcome to the world of
0: tomorrow. <laughs> Take my shiny metal ass Good news
3: everyone
4: Very well. Let this abomination unto the Lord begin. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Schema Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me as always, Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about today?
5: Well, uh, today uh, we're doing uh, another one of our our, uh, regular pick, regulars pick. It's uh, Pete's pick. It's best Futurama episode. So uh, who's joining us tonight?
4: Well, we have Mr. Peter Lucas. Hey, folks. Mr. Michael Felsher. What? Uh, Mr. Ben. Wait, I forgot your name. McCulloch, right?
1: Yeah. How you doing?
4: See, I forgot your name for a second. And last and certainly least, Mr. Chuck Farrell.
6: Hey, yo.
5: So uh, how do those fights work, Mike? Well, we've got uh, 32 Futurama episodes. Uh, we talk about them. We vote. One of them wins. And we're wrong. That can be explained by this pre-recorded message that I'm probably not even going to play. You, uh, seriously, you, you should have put it in.
4: God damn it. There should have been something that just happened right there. But anyway, let's start the fights. <laughs> uh, uh, Pete, I, I, I like how I was waiting for you to start talking. You didn't even know what the order is. Pete, this first fight is yours. It is where no fan has gone before versus I second that emotion.
7: Well, you know, Futurama is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, there's going to be some tough ones on here. But uh, this this was uh, not really that one tough for me. Um, I could not stop laughing during the episode where no fan has gone before. Um, I think it is one of the funnier episodes and one of the best episodes that Futurama has done. So I, I'm going to go with where no fan has gone before.
2: Michael. Um. I'm kind of torn here because I think both episodes are great for very different reasons. But, um, Hmm. I just think, you know, this is the one where I second that emotion where Bender flushes, uh, nibbler down the toilet and then he picks up uh women emotions. So he can kind of try to understand them a little bit better. I think it's a better episode than where no Fan has gone before. But we're no gun you know it has a Star Trek connection so I get it but it's gonna lose but I want to vote for I second that emotion Ben
1: yeah it's tough to vote against uh, Star Trek but I agree I agree with Mike, Michael I think uh, that I second that motion is better it's, it's about Bender and uh, I always like episodes about him and it also puts a, a uh, kind of puts a man in a woman's body which is which is interesting. So I'll, I'll vote for I second
4: that emotion. See, it would be hard to vote against the episode that's all about Star Trek fans and how annoying and asshole they could be if the fact that Star Trek fans recently have been extremely annoying and asshole uh, So I'm actually completely and totally disappointed in Star Trek fans. Uh, don't get me wrong. The episode's fine. The episode's fun. And we've talked about it before. Uh, I want to second that emotion. So I'm going to vote for I second that emotion. Chuck?
8: Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, I second that emotion it is a great episode. Um, and, uh, also I think the pre comedy central and the pre DVD movie episodes are way better. Um, I'm sure most of these episodes I haven't really looked through them are, uh, um, from the original Fox run. Um, but, uh, I'm going to throw some more love towards where no fan has gone before. It's a uh, fun, uh, you know, they have the voices of people from Star Trek um, and it's even kind of, um, a riff on a Star Trek episode where like a, uh, kind of like a powerful alien creature ends up just kind of being a kid that's just messing with the crew. And in this case, it's the equivalent of that, but kind of like a, like a fanboy, a Star Trek fanboy. Uh, so, uh, like all oh, the 79 episodes lands on his planet and he obsesses with them. So I got to go with where no fan has gone before, even though I do like, I second that emotion.
4: And I second that emotion is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is, meanwhile, it is the series finale. It just aired uh, a week ago, Wednesday, uh, versus uh, Insane in the Mainframe.
2: Insane in the Mainframe. Hmm. This one... (sighs) I don't know i, I gotta go with me meanwhile just because series finales are always hard to pull off and by my count, i think this uh the show's had what four of them in one form or another they've had to wrap it up in several different ways before because they never knew if they were coming back or you know so I, I but meanwhile having just seen it i really think they pulled it off at the same time they didn't end it in such a way that they couldn't do more if they wanted to and they did it in a very emotional but very honest way, and it's it's I got to give it up for the the finale, just like I said, because so many finales have uh, been surprisingly you know devoid of all good things.
1: Uh, vote for Meanwhile, Ben. I haven't seen Meanwhile, so I can't vote for it. But uh, Insane in the Mainframe is a good episode. Uh, there's like there's continuity in it. It calls back to another episode uh, that's on this list where Bender gets hooked on electricity and this uh, is a psychologist. Our psychiatrist are juicing uh, their patients in the uh, insane asylum there. It's kind of funny. But um, so, but I have to automatically vote for Insane in the Mainframe because I haven't seen you in a while.
4: Insane in the Mainframe gets a vote. Uh, insane in the Mainframe, fun. It has uh, my, second, uh, the, my second favorite robot, which is what the hell is his name? Roberto? Isn't that his Roberto. name? Roberto. I love the shit out of Roberto. It's Bender than Roberto because Roberto is fucking crazy. But, meanwhile, not only is it heartfelt and touching because the last ten minutes is just nothing but heartfelt and touching, beautiful moments between uh, Leela and Fry. But the first, like, 15 minutes of the episode is Fry doing something stupid and it being funny. Uh, just, just the way I like Futurama. So, I'm going to go with meanwhile. Uh, Chuck?
8: Um. Yeah, I'm in the same boat where I haven't seen. Meanwhile, it was the last Wednesday it aired, and uh, I was actually doing my fantasy football draft. And but I had Comedy Central on because they had a Futurama marathon, and then I realized, hey, this is the last episode, and so on. I don't want to watch it while I'm doing a fantasy draft, so uh, I can't really judge it. Um, it may be great, but uh, I just have to vote for Insane in the mainframe. I like the whole. Um, you know, them thinking that uh, Fry, uh, I mean, Fry thinking that he's a robot. Uh, it's, it's a good episode. I'll go for that.
7: It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Pete. Which one is moving on? Um, <clears throat> you know, I really enjoyed Insane in the Mainframe. It was a very good episode. But meanwhile, um, I, I just thought it was a very fitting end for the show. Um, left it open, but but also kind of closed the loop. Um, I, I really couldn't have asked for much uh, much of a better ending. So I got to go with meanwhile. I, I thought it would just had more emotion to it.
4: Meanwhile is moving on through. We're on to our next fight. Ben, this is yours. It's the other finale, the original finale of The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings versus Reincarnation.
1: Yeah, that's true. Futurama's Fe- 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 geht- had a couple, three endings. Um, I really like this one though. Uh, I think it's funny that the robot uh, devil has to keep trying to beg Fry for his hands back throughout the whole thing, and uh, it, it's it's quite funny to see uh, you know how they can interchange between the robot and the humans throughout all these episodes of Futurama. and do stuff like that, but it, this one's this one has a lot of heart to it as well. So I'm going to vote for uh, the Devil's Hands or Idle Playthings.
4: I vote for the devil. This this is actually a really really hard fight for me because Devil's Hands or Idle Playthings. Uh, it is a really, really fun episode, and there is a shit ton of heart in it, you know, Fry doing stuff for Leela, which, which basically ends up being the heart of the show, is Fry and Leela. Uh, but then you also have the other type of show, which are some of my favorites, which is when they had the little itty-bitty vignettes of weird things or other things. And, and Reincarnation was, what if Futurama was in black and white? What if it was an 8-bit video game? What if it was Japanese anime style? And that's a really good episode, too. So this is actually really, really hard for me. But I think... I think I'm going to go with the devil Hands or Idle Playthings just because I almost cried when, you know, he gives up... He gives it up so Leela can have her hearing and her sight back. And then he tries to play again. And it's it's crappy, but it, it it's still there. It's still his emotional love. So I, I'm going to go with the Devil's Hands or Idle Playthings. Uh Chuck?
8: Um, yeah, I think one thing that separates Futurama from something like Family Guy or even to a lesser extent The Simpsons is sometimes there's some episodes that are just straight up like, you know, emotional or serious or they really kind of turn in, in, in that kind of direction. And The Devil's Hands or play Playthings definitely is uh, one of those. Um, I actually put reincarnation on this, uh, uh, this list because... Um, I think a lot of the the Comedy Central era episodes are a little just kind of more like wacky, like weird things happen, the planet's almost destroyed, then the next episode everything's back to normal. Whereas this was more innovative, so it kind of stood out from that kind of era of Futurama. So even though I like um, The Devil's Hands, it was very well done and, and a pretty good ending to the show, I guess, um, for the Fox run. I think um, Reincarnation was kind of just like a fun episode. It was like you were saying... Uh, what yeah, if Futurama if was an anime, etc. So, uh, that's why I'm voting for it.
4: A vote for Reincarnation.
7: Hmm. Uh, Pete? Um, yeah, this one, it was really no contest. Well, I liked uh, Reincarnation was a fun episode, but The Devil's Hands Are Idle playthings is one of probably my favorite episode of all time. Um, the robot devil's great. The whole opera that everybody starts getting into I thought was hysterical so uh, I gotta go with the devil's hands
2: Michael? Yeah this is, it's funny with Futurama, I tend for some reason to go with the episodes, my favorite episodes tend to be the ones that affect me emotionally for some reason, Uh, as funny as the show is, and it is a a hilarious show um, the ones I picked tended to be the ones that just kind of got to me, uh, you know, by the end, and I, I, it's rare that an animated show, especially one as clever as this and as tech-heavy as this with, you know, a lot of very outlandish characters can still get to get to my heart in a way, and that's it's something, The Simpsons has actually done very, very well, um, but that's even a little bit more relatable because it's a domestic show, and you can understand, uh, you know, the, the characters are human-ish, and there's you know, but whereas with Futurama there's robots, there's you know giant crabs, and but somehow the show has an amazing heart. So as inventive as Reincarnation is, and it is, it's extremely. Uh, they did several anthology episodes worth uh, interlocking stories or different takes on things, and it's one of the better ones. But I just Leela sitting in the theater empty, asking Fry to keep playing even though she knows it's going to be terrible but she just wants to see what's inside his heart is just, it sums up the show in many ways. So I'll go with devil's hands. And devil's
4: hands are moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is the sting versus Leela's Homeworld, Um, and it's gotta be the sting. It's where you find out that Leela actually has feelings for fry. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't uh, you know Fry pining for uh, with unrequited love. It was Fry seeing that there was something there, and Leela finally coming to terms with there's something there. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Sting, uh, Chuck.
8: Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, the Sting is a, is a great episode. Leela's homeworld... world, uh, um. It's cool. I mean, they they had the whole angle that though she's kind of an unknown alien, and oh no, wait, she's a mutant. And here's like this whole subculture of mutants living underground, which uh, is a recurring part of the show. But yeah, the, I definitely think um, maybe they kind of uh, milked it, especially in the later aspects of the show. But the whole like Fry Leela dynamic is is definitely one of the, the great parts of the show. And and basically for the reason you described, I have to agree with you there.
7: Pedro! Um. Yeah, no argument. I can't really uh, argue for Lila's homeworld against The Sting because uh, I, I, I thought The Sting was a, a very emotional episode and it kept me guessing and uh, I liked it a lot. i vote for The
2: Sting. Mikael. So are you talking to me? Duh. Uh, I put Lila's Homeworld on this list, uh, and I'm going to vote for it, even though The Sting is going to win. Um, the Sting is a great episode, and actually I would probably vote for it anyway. Uh, just the idea that, I mean, again, yeah, the ending just wrecks you when it, when you realize that it, it's all been a hallucination. Fry's been there by her bedside the whole time, and he, when he's just, you know, Lila, please wake up, please wake up. And it's just so emotional. It's just like, oh, my God. And Lila's Homeworld has another, I really, I really love the, the montage at the end where we see that Leela's parents have been secretly sort of keeping an eye on her and caring for her over her entire lifetime. Uh, that was an early episode that really suggested to me that, well, this show's got more on its mind than just a bunch of nerd jokes. So uh, I want to give some love to Leela's Homeworld, so I'm going to vote for that, but I, I have no argument against this thing going forward.
4: Benjamin.
1: I like Futurama for it's one of the few shows that makes me laugh out loud uncontrollably, and it's because of lines like uh, that come from Fry. He's uh, he's doing the investigative routine, trying to uh, you know uh, figure out what's going on. He's like he says, "Isn't there anything uh, you can tell me?" And the guy's like, "Nothing." Says, but uh, nothing that isn't a waste of your time. And Fry retorts with so convincingly uh, that's impossible because my time is worthless, and it's it's so true and it's so funny and it makes me laugh a lot. So I'm gonna vote uh, just based on that line.
4: This thing is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is a Pharaoh to remember versus Fry and the Slurm Factory.
8: Mm, This is a really tough one because I like both these episodes a lot. Um, You know, uh, the whole um, original Party Worm. What was his name? Uh, Slurms McKenzie. Um, Yeah, that's a really great episode. But I'm going to go with a Pharaoh to remember because I think that... uh, that episode uh, really kind of encapsulates Bender's uh, character, where he's, like, really over the top, kind of full of himself, um, and, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, basically, they built a gigantic statue, and it's not good enough, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I just think that was a real fun episode. F- f- frying the Slurm, in fact, is probably a more well-crafted episode, but I personally like a pharaoh to remember, so...
7: Um, yeah on this they were both fun episodes I enjoyed them both a lot but uh, I put Pharaoh to remember on this list and I think one of the reasons I picked it is it was the first episode um, that really struck me that I saw where they were kind of doing a commentary on religion and and, you know the the whole ancient Egyptian thing and so uh, I got to go with the Pharaoh to remember
2: Michael this one's actually kind of easy for me because I fairly remember it's it's a very solid episode, but frying the slurm factory is just a one of the best gag fests they've ever done. Uh, not only that, the lunkas alone, uh, just for the fact that they keep coming up integrating whatever they're talking about into the song, no matter how bad the rhymes are. So it's like, <laughs> you know, hey, what's behind that door? Nothing. Is it the secret ingredient? grunka lunka ingredient. You should not ask about the secret ingredient. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's like, I was just curious because of the armed guards. Grunka-lunka-dinkity-darm guards. Shut the hell up! I mean, everyone hates them. I mean, Farnsworth, Professor Farnsworth had one of his best lines on that when he says, who are those horrible creatures? They're the grunka They work at the factory. Tell them I hate them. It was just like right off the bat. They can't stand these fucking guys. And the whole Willy Wonka spoof and everything. I just think it's uh, uh, alone is the, is the reason I would go for it. And it's Slurm. It's Slurm and Grunkalunkas. You can't really top that. So Fry and the Slurm Factory. Then
1: Yeah, they also pull, pull off uh, a great gag. Uh, slipping on a banana peel. But they do it on the uh, the slime coming from the back of the, uh, the little uh, slug worm things. That was pretty funny. So I'll vote for Fry and the Slurm Factory.
4: It is all tied up. It comes down to me. And uh someone, please kill me. Which is the funniest line that whole fucking episode. Cause Slurm's McKenzie has been partying forever. He takes off those sunglasses. His eyes are almost completely red because they're so bloodshot, and he's asking them to kill him. And then he has to get back to partying. Uh so yeah, I gotta go with Fry in the Slurm factory and frying the Slurry Factory is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is a near-death wish versus the Farnsworth Parabox.
7: Oh. <clears throat> this one's kind of a tough one but uh, for me, but uh, I have to go with the, uh, the Farnsworth Parabox. The whole alternate universe thing had me rolling. Um, e- even to the point where when um, Fry sits on the box at the end, the whole screen compresses. Um, so, Farnsworth Parabox has my vote.
2: Michael? Uh, yeah, Near Death Wish I saw once. I don't remember much about it. Um, I'm sure it's a good episode. I mean, there aren't too many Futurama episodes I don't like. Um, but uh, Farnsworth Parabox, just, I mean, again, this the show plays so well with, with time travel and alternate universes and multiple dimensions. It's a very, very smart show, and this is one of its best. Just the idea that there have to... They're, at one point, they will tie each other up, and they're hopping in and out of different universes and boxes. And it's 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 really it's like a great slapstick comedy. So this is one of their strongest episodes in that vein. So quite, I got to go with the Farnsworth Parabox.
7: I, I believe the near death wish is the one where they meet up with Farnsworth's parents. It is.
2: Yeah, it is. I remember. Yeah, that one. I mean, it was good. It was, I have nothing against it, but it's no, it's no Parabox.
1: <laughs> ben. Uh, it might not be uh, the, the pair box, but um, it's still good. I like it. Um, they do a really obvious and really funny uh, way of shit on the matrix. And it's, it was, it, you know, basically beat a dead horse, which is a great is, which is great. I love that. So I'll give it, a, I'll give that a near death wish about.
4: Uh, it also has one of my all time favorite moments in Futurama, maybe even television history. It's when Farnsworth finally, Professor Farnsworth finally makes up with his parents and he's in the simulation with them. And then he turns himself into like an eight year old so he can run around with his parents on on the farm that he left. And and, and it's it's the you can't go home. But in this universe, you can go home moment. And and I like that. So I'm going to vote for near death wish as well. And it's all tied up. Comes down to you, Chuck. Which one is moving on?
8: Um, yeah, I'm going with a Farnsworth Parabox. Um, I agree with Michael in that, um, this is just kind of like, uh, uh, Futurama at, at its peak where, uh, it's able to kind of take a lot of over the top aspects of sci-fi and kind of make it funny and a slapstick with all the, the multiple different versions of themselves and, uh, and uh, near death wish, I do think was good, and uh, I think it was one of the, the like the second or to last season or last season episodes. It was good, um, but uh, yeah, Farnsworth uh, pair box I just enjoyed more.
4: And the Farnsworth pair is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It is war is the H word versus anthology of interest parts one and two.
2: Um, the anthology I think it's first of all a little unfair to but. Both parts in here, um, even though they're basically variations on the theme. But again, it's you know what if episodes. What if Bender were like fifty feet tall? Which is a great. There's some great side gags where he's whipping. He and Zoidberg are fighting each other, and they're fifty feet tall. And Zoidberg takes a train and just starts using it as like a nunchuck, and all the people are flying out of the train screaming. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in in all those episodes, and they're very very clever. Uh, this, but um. The problem with that is is it's called War is the H word because that has some of the best stuff in Futurama history in this episode. Basically, this is the one where Fry and Bender get into the army and end up having to fight the planet full of balls. The bouncing alien balls. And it's just there's just too many gags in there that are absolutely priceless, and some of the best dialogue that they've ever had. In the show, like when the, the, they're negotiating with the balls and the balls, they're like, we demand bouncing of the third kind and bouncing of the fourth. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And best, maybe the best sight gag or visual gag I've seen on the show, where after they declare victory, there's that classic spinning newspaper gag. And it comes up and there's Zat Brannigan with his thumb up going, yay. And the title says, balls thoroughly licked. And I just thought it was... <laughs> I I remember almost passing out when I first saw that. So that that episode has everything. It has uh, great, maybe the best Zap Brannigan episode, and some great Leela stuff and Bender with the the you know the words he says all the time. And some reason daffodils in there. I mean, it's just uh, war is the H word for me. Is it's unquestionably the best here. A uh, vote for
4: war is the H word, Ben.
2: I'll agree. Is the best uh,
1: Zap Brannigan. Episode, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's very it's very good and should move on. I'll vote for war stage the H word.
4: Vote for War is the H word. But I like the anthologies. I like it when they do the little little vignettes of things. And I voted against the other one. And it is unfair that parts one and two are on here, but it doesn't matter if it was part one or part two. Uh I'm gonna vote for the anthology of interest. Chuck?
8: Hmm. Um, I actually put the Anthology of Interest on here and I purposely did one and two just because, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, you guys do make a good case for war is the H word. I forgot how good that episode was until you mentioned it. Um, like there's a great scene where uh, Zap Brannigan is talking to all of his troops. They're all lined up and he says the most important element of war is the element of surprise. And then he just goes, surprise. And he pulls this lever and then they drop into a middle of like a battlefield. Or uh, like the ball is like, uh, we tell a story, you know, in our, our planet where uh, a bull bounces, you know, two feet, then bounces one feet, then bounces three feet. And then Henry Kissinger is like, "All oh, like people tell the same tale, Mr. Ambassador. Like a lot of great quotables. But um, in the interest of keeping both alive, I'll, I'll vote for Anthology of Interest. Yes, because those are just really fun. Uh, as well, and I'll uh, leave it up to the next person here in the line. Ah, oh, Pete, it's
4: all tied up.
7: You get to decide which one moves on. Um, I do I do love me some anthologies, um, but uh, War is the H-Word, I thought, was an outstanding episode, even to the point at the end where they, tr- they were able to reset the nuclear bomb, so it would be Bender's least likely word to say, And then he starts saying all the least like you words he's likely to say just to try and get it to go (laughs) off. Um, So I got to go with war is the H word.
4: And war is the H word is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Ben, this one is yours.
7: It's an unknown
4: fight. It is the day the earth stood stupid versus Chris Mitchell's unknown pick, which is teenage mutant Lila hurdles. Uh, If you don't remember, that's the one where, uh, Leela and everybody actually gets turned a little bit younger with the, in the whirlpool of time thing, whatever.
1: And she has to babysit the kids and stuff. But uh, go ahead, Ben. That's yours. Okay, thanks. Um, no, that's an easy one for me. Just be, I like the way the day the earth stupid started. I mean, it's great comment. It's great commentary, but it starts with uh, them having a dog show, a uh, best in show, and it's it's really funny because uh, Bender gets Zoidberg entered. Into that dog show, and it's, it it just allows them to have the one great line of uh, with Leela who's you know trying her best to you know win a course, and she goes, you know, the dog is good, but our real competition is the hypnotoad, and that's so true that you know, the hypnotoad just makes everybody doubt it, his effects. So I going to vote for the day the earth stood stupid.
4: A vote for the day the earth stood stupid. Hmm. But I like the fact that they kill Zoidberg. <laughs> They kill Zoidberg in Teenage Mutant Leela Hurdles. And you're like, oh no, Zoidberg died. Oh no. And then Zoidberg actually wasn't dead. He says it was his cousin, but they did show Zoidberg die a horrible, gruesome death. So I'm going to go with uh, Teenage Mutant Leela Hurdles. Uh, Chuck?
8: Yeah, I'm going to go with The Day the Earth Stood Stupid because um, I think it was a clever episode. Uh, I think correct me if i'm wrong but the whole fry kind of being his own grandfather and stuff like that kind of comes back to um which is also from a great episode comes back to being an important plot point and nibbler being more important than he was and uh um yeah i just think that was a really clever episode i'm gonna go with that
7: Pete. um i i have to uh concur on the day the earth said stupid um just, I mean, there was one line that killed me in that, and that was, uh, "I'm leaving Earth for no reason," because um, that was the way Fry misspelled it in the book that he wrote to uh, trick the brains. Um, so I got to go with the Diggers. <laughs> Too stupid,
2: uh, Michael. I could go either way on this. I, I, I'm, I like both these episodes almost equally. Um, this is one of those rough ones where I don't have a real preference and I it's not that I don't care, I just I can think of a good reason to uh to do either one. So I'm going to go what's what's the score right now? Uh stupid is one. Oh okay. Well I'll go for I'll vote for the uh teenage mutant Leela's whatever the hell it
4: is. save us <clears throat> I I remember Pazuzu. I love him too. The, a, the Day the Earth Stood Stupid is moving on. We're on to our next fight, which is Godfellas versus Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love. Uh, Bender is a god. And, and he meets what could possibly be god. We don't know for sure. It is definitely in a, a being that is uh, higher than Bender in us. And I, and, and I liked Godfellas. I liked the fact that Bender had to be god to people. And then there are other people that were on the backside and I, I like Godfellas, so I'm going to go with Godfellas. Uh, Chuck?
8: um, I definitely say Godfellas was uh, maybe a little more clever, innovative writing in terms of, you know, Bender being a god. You know, what does it all mean? It was definitely deeper, uh, more intelligent. But um, now, the Why Must I Be a Crustacean of Love? Is that the one when Zoid, uh, Zoidberg tries to mate? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go for that one just because, first of all, I just really love Zoidberg. Um, he's a great character, um and it even kind of ties into the whole kind of cliff clavin-esque kind of aspect of his character where we just can 't get laid and um uh and I mean come on, like we find out that the, his homeworld's national anthem is the music from amok time uh, uh so I thought that episode was fun uh, so it's kind of i'm kind of going against a more fun uh episode over the more kind of intelligent heavy handed episode uh and I'm going with uh, Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love.
7: Pete. Um, this was a tough one for me because i absolutely loved both these episodes. They were both great. Um, but uh, I, I think I got to give the edge to Godfellas just for the, the line. What was it? When, when you do things right, people won't know you've done anything at all. So, Godfellas.
2: Michael. This is the first difficult one for me because I love both of these episodes. Godfellows was a very risky episode in a way because, I mean, you're just with... Aside from the cutaways to Fry and Lee, they're trying to, to find Bender. I mean, it's just Bender floating out in the universe. And, of course, the civilizations that build themselves upon him just completely destroy themselves. And he has a conversation with, with, with God, essentially. I love the episode, but I, I'm not going to vote against it, but I have to vote for... Why I Must Be a Crustacean I Love, because up until that episode, um, I wasn't really a huge, huge fan of Zoidberg. Um, they hadn't really done much with him at that point in the show, and he was uh, he was funny. I mean, I liked him and everything, but this was the episode where I kind of fell in love with Zoidberg, because we really got to see him kind of blossom into a full character in this episode. Uh, you know, and the fight with him and Fry, where he... <laughs> Fry tries to give him this speech, and he cuts Fry's arm off. And he ends up, he just says, you bastard. And he starts beating Zoiberg with his own severed arm. And he's trying to teach Zoiberg to you know, be in love. It's like, Fry, look what you did. Now she won't shut up. Uh, it's just, there's, it, was, it was Dr. Zoi's kind of coming out as a character for me. And so I think that really deserves to be acknowledged because he's been uh, one of my favorites ever since.
4: Uh, vote for why must I be a crustacean? Love, I I, I said that wrong. Uh, Ben,
1: yeah, I liked the uh, Godfellas. It was a good one. Uh, it was a little uh, any anyway, well, I really like. I just like when sometimes Futurama really starts off with a bang because it makes you just want to watch the entire show. And uh, I like all shows like that that gets you straight away. And the first time I saw it, I just remember Zoeberg, They they go to the gym. And they're just hanging out or whatever, and uh, Zoeberg, you know, starts out you know being anyway, starts doing ways. It starts going crazy. He starts doing his main thing, and he scares all these preg- scares all these pregnant women doing some sort of uh, exercise in the pool, and one of them has a has a baby or whatever. And the guy goes, "Is there a doctor anywhere?" And Zoeberg just you know pops up this craziness and says, "I'm a doctor," and it just it made me laugh so hard. Uh, that you know, I missed the next bit of the show. So when I watched that same episode the second time around, I got to see something new because I laughed so hard at something I had seen before. And I really like Futurama, Futurama for that reason alone. So I'm going to vote for "Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love?"
4: And "Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love?" is moving on. We are on to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is Newtopia versus Love and Rocket.
8: Okay, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Newtopia is um, a later episode where they kind of switch genders or eventually become androgynous or something like that. And then...
4: Yes and yes.
8: And Love and Rocket is where Bender basically kind of like makes out or makes love to the artificial intelligence of the ship. (laughs) Um... And I'm going to go for the latter, Love and Rocket. I like. Um, I even put Utopia on here because, again, it was kind of one of the uh, more higher concepts of the, of the later episodes. A lot of the later episodes of the Comedy Central era um, are good, but uh, they're kind of more outlandish. Uh, they're more zany, and uh, a lot of like the more clever aspects of the show have kind of evaporated. And I feel like uh, Love and Rocket was. Uh, just more of a cool episode. The whole idea, you know, the riff on two thousand one, the Space Odyssey, where they're going into the heart of the computer. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ramble about this one. Love and Rocket,
4: Love and Rocket. Uh, Pete.
7: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got to go with Love and Rocket too, just because there's the uh, the one scene when they're in the chamber flipping the tops to uh, shut down the uh, computer's brain and uh, fried. You know, Fry's trying to talk to Leela and she's kind of sloughing him off. And then she turns around and he's like unconscious because he had to hook her his air hose up to her so she wouldn't die. So uh, I, I got to go with Love and Rocket.
2: Michael. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Love and Rocket just because there were so many great af- aspects to that uh, episode. And uh, the voice of the ship was Sigourney Weaver. I mean, how can you? I can't vote against that.
8: Oh,
2: I forgot about that. Hey there, Ben. What do you say?
8: Uh, I'm going to
1: vote against Love and Rocket. I didn't like that episode very much. I mean, I liked it kind of the first time I saw it, but afterwards uh, I don't know. Just It just took it like three steps further than I wanted to see. And I really do like Utopia quite a bit. Um, and I think that's another one of those really good Futurama episodes. Uh, it's, it's full of uh, of great great material throughout and great writing so I'm going to vote for Newtopia
4: uh, vote for Newtopia and I too will be voting for Newtopia but only for the moment that you get to see and, and there are pictures of it all over the internet and it's Fry and Leela and Amy and they're all scantily clad and there are and the two of them are hugging Fry and it was for warmth but what else do they do for warmth so, Because Fry has boned Amy and he boned Leela. Fry banged all the chicks on the show. I kind of like that. So I'm going to go with uh, Newtopia, but Love and Rocket is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Bender's Big Score versus Jurassic Bark.
7: Um, You know, I, I really enjoyed Bender's Big Score because it was the first thing that came out after they canceled the series the first time. Um, but when you break it down, it, it's I, I don't know Jurassic Park. That I'll will still watch that episode, and I'm almost bawling at the end of that one. So I got to go with Jurassic Park.
2: Michael, yeah, I wasn't that through with Bender's big score. To be honest with you, I, I it was fun, but I was not a. Uh, um, for me, it was not as maybe it wasn't fair because after the the Fox run of that show, anything that didn't immediately equal what they had done. Was going to seem kind of a disappointment, but um, I was actually kind of bored with some of Bender's big score. I thought a couple of the later films they did were better, um, so I wouldn't have voted for this probably under any circumstances. Really, no matter what it was up against, but um, Jurassic Bo- <clears throat> with the um, yeah. So no, we're, we're just to put the, the the Jurassic Park. I can't, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't. I don't want to do that.
4: A vote for Jurassic Bark, Ben.
1: Yeah, let's not talk about it. No, uh, uh, we Jurassic
4: should. Really, we really, we really, <laughs> really should. Um. So three of you have already voted for Jurassic Bark, but Bender's big score single-handedly saved Futurama. Bender's big score came out and was a success, and it was fun and it was funny. Yeah, it wasn't as hard-hitting and emotionally involving as, as Jurassic Bark, but it's, it gave us five more seasons of Futurama. Without Bender's Big Score, if it had flopped on DVD, there would be no more. Well, there would have been, uh, what was The Beast with a Thousand Backs. I think the, the, the three movies were already set, but Bender's Big Score was the most successful of them, and I think it's the funniest. Uh, I'm voting for Bender's big score for saving Futurama. Uh,
2: could you say that again? We didn't quite hear you.
4: Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Chuck?
8: Um, yeah, well, I mean, Jurassic Park has already won. Um, and uh, I do agree that it's better, uh, you know, the, the whole dog and, you know, oh, the, you know the dogs die. Oh my God, dogs die away from fire. Okay, but um, yeah, so I'll throw some love out for Bender's big score because uh, Kind of like uh, it's a new phenomenon where you know a show gets canceled, but if DVDs sell enough, you know then the the show or the franchise gets a new life. So while I I'm not super huge on Bender's Big Score, I'll throw it some love.
4: Jurassic Bark is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It is Roswell That Ends Well versus Parasites Lost.
2: Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I got to go with, my my heart goes with Parasites Lost. I think that one, for me, was just, uh, it, it's basically, it's Flowers for Algernon, only with Fry. And it was the one with, uh, wasn't this the first one where the holophoner showed up? Yes. And he, he plays that wonderful, so I think that scene alone is one of the most beautiful that the show's ever done and uh i just uh yeah and it it's got an amazing amount of funny gags in it but yeah i got to go with parasites lost nothing against uh roswell and enswell great episode but um yeah parasites lost i mean that's just uh anytime fry eats a, a, an egg salad sandwich that goes bad on him you got to you got to vote for that uh ben
1: um yeah
2: parasites lost is nice and Lila
1: and Fry are nice, but he still didn't get her in that episode. And in the in Roswell that ends well, it's it's uh, he wouldn't exist if uh, that hadn't happened, right? So I'm gonna go with Roswell. Uh, Roswell that ends well.
4: Fry fucks his grandmother. Now, I think almost all of us have seen pictures of their grandmother when they were much much younger, and went, "Oh, that's a pretty lady." But that's still my grandmother. Fry was so fucking dumb that he couldn't tell that it was still his that it was his grandmother, and uh, you know he put it to her, and and that's creepy as shit, but also pretty funny. Ah, he fucked his grandma. I, I'm sorry. The, the the whole joke of fucking his own grandmother, being his own grandfather. I've got to go with Roswell and ends well. I love Parasites Lost, but yeah. Chuck?
8: Um, yeah, Parasites Lost is a good episode. Uh, you know, getting an egg salad sandwich out of a vending machine in a gas station bathroom. It's funny. Um, but um, hmm. yeah, I just think that Roswell the Endswell is like one of my favorite episodes of the show. Again, if you know, Fry's his own grandfather, um, kind of the whole self fulfilling prophecy, then fresh on the planet, the whole like sexism of like here's this uh, you know oven that you'll be standing in front of all the time. It was just such a really well done episode, so I gotta go with it.
7: Pete! um you know, Roswell that ends well was a great episode. Um, but I really I, I, I think I, I think I enjoyed Parasite's Lost just a little bit more. Um, some of the gags were great, and and you know here Fry finally gets the chance to have Leela like him, and he chooses to do the right thing and find out if it was for him or for the parasite. So I, I'll give it to I'll give the edge to Parasites Lost in that one.
4: But Roswell that ends well is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Ben. This one is yours. It is the late Philip J. Fry versus Time Keeps on
1: Slipping. I really like the uh, episode Time Keeps On Slipping because it has the Globetrotters in it. I never got to see them. I always wanted to, and uh, it was really cool to see them animated on Futurama. Uh, It fulfilled uh, whatever hopes I had of seeing them, so I'll vote for it.
4: A vote for Time Keeps On Slipping. Uh, The late Philip J. Fry is an amazing episode, and it's a later episode. It's episode like 80 90 somewhere it's 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 way late in the run but it's basically fry is late well was going to be on time for leela's birthday but he ends up being late because of a a time slipping accident and then they keep slipping into the future keep going into the future keep going into the future uh you know he finds out that leela loved him all that good stuff uh i like the philip the late philip j fry so i'm gonna go with the late philip j fry uh
8: chuck uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, both great time travel episodes, but uh, the late Philip J. Fry. I think the way that they use time travel is, is very fun. There's even like something that like falls out of the time machine that they, they discover in it, and they find out that time is secular. You know, because um, <clears throat> they go so far into the future that you know they, they literally discovered like the destruction and recreation of the universe. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were actually the cause of the Big Bang. Uh, in the episode, um, so yeah, I'm definitely going for that one, Michael. I'm
7: oh, sorry, Pete. <sighs> this, this is actually a tough one for me because uh, both of them have uh, some uh, what I thought were key Fry lila moments in them. Um, I, I think I gotta give the edge to uh, Time keeps on slipping, though. Just for the the scene uh, where uh, Fry, you know, makes the plan to line up, line up to say "I love you," Lila. Nobody sees it but him, and he's like, "This, oh my God, this is what I did," and nobody, nobody saw it. Um, so I'll, I'll give a vote out to "Time Keeps on Slipping."
4: It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael.
2: Which one is moving on into the next round? Two terrific time travel episodes. But I loved, and I love the Philip J. Fry, especially when they go they, they go around through the whole universe and come back and they miss it again and go, "Well, one more time, we just have to go through around again And they end up having to zip through all that crap all over again. Um, but the time keeps on slipping. I just love the fact that they just keep skipping forward in time. And I, I love the whole idea of Fry can't figure out how he won Leela's love because he kept skipping forward. And why he lost her, and so it's it's really frustrating to him. But then there's some great I, I the, there was a since it keeps getting faster and faster, the, the one of the best gags I like with had nothing to do with the main crew was the uh, the news. It's like uh, time continues to skip forward randomly. This is news at eleven, the mysterious and unexpected Turning to entertainment news, teen singer Wendy might just be won three Grammys last night. Dead in her bathtub.
8: Yeah, I mean, they, they kill Hitler too.
2: Yeah, so it's like all these things are, I mean, and, and of course the glow Trotters are there because they're geniuses and they're there to, you know, correct this whole situation. So I mean, I gotta go with that one. A uh,
4: vote for time keeps on slipping. They kill Hitler in the late Philip J. Fry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Actually, right. they don't keep, keep they, they, kill yeah, Hitler. No, no, they, no. they kill Hitler the first time through. The second time through, they miss Hitler and they hit. Um, <laughs>
3: Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt.
4: Right, yes, right, right. So they they do they do kill <laughs> Hitler. They do,
2: but I I still glorify Hitler. Yeah, uh, you're
8: wrong. Time
4: uh, time keeps on slipping. Is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. It is Hell is other robots versus nature Rama. I didn't look up what nature Rama was. Is that the one where uh, uh, Bender becomes completely wood and then it gets eaten by termites? no
8: it's no like nature i think
7: history. is the one where they did the uh, animal vignettes like uh they were sam they were salmon in one episode yeah that's and it. then there was something about uh, some turtle on an island oh yeah and then i don't re-
4: hell is other robots i think i remember that one but i'm going to go with naturama because we are shitting on anything past the original finale which is a goddamn shame because there's a lot of good stuff that came out afterwards and Nature-Rama is actually a good episode. I, 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 I was sad. I felt sad for the salmon. I, I like the salmon one. So I'm going to go with uh, Nature-Rama. Chuck?
8: Hmm. Uh, this is tough because I actually put Nature-Rama on there. It's uh, one of the later episodes that, again, I think is a little more different, more innovative. Um, they even use kind of, um, uh, you know, like it's basically a nature documentary, like a, a Morgan Friedman-esque type of narrator. And it's fun. I like it. Hell, his uh, other robots is when uh, Bender kind of joins like um, the whole like robotology religion, and then ultimately ends up in hell, which they find out is in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> um, and then they have to do the whole fiddle competition. Um, so on one end, you got kind of a cool kind of concept episode with H-O-Rama, but I'll go with hell is Other Robots because. Uh, They refer to Hell being in New Jersey, uh, uh, which is definitely true. And, uh, uh, you know, I think I could be wrong. I think this is when they introduced uh, the robot devil.
2: Yes, Uh, it was his first appearance.
8: Yeah. So I think that that was a fun episode. So I'm voting for it.
2: Pete.
7: Um, I thought Naturama was okay. It wasn't my favorite episode, but uh, Hell is Other Robots. I I just thought it was a riot when they when they agreed to challenge the devil to a fiddle contest and then she just Lila just beats him over the head with it, um, <laughs> and I still want to know what the heck Amy ta- Amy's tattoo uh, was a picture of. Um, hell is other robots,
2: Michael. Uh, yeah, I, I, for me it's easy to uh, Hell is other robots just because of the the two aspects of it with the the robot preacher and his followers, all the great religious puns mixed with the computer terminology. You know, to quote the prophet Jaramatic, one zero zero one zero one one zero zero. And it was like, oh, everybody says, you know, hallelujah, press any key to continue. And uh, then the great song, that's a great song. The robot hell song at the end is a terrific song. So I just, I got to go oh, with yeah. that one. Bin
1: yeah I agree hell's other robots is a, is, a, is a really good episode uh I did like Nature-Rama a little bit, but it was so depressing in the end you know it was basically said that there is' their life was meaningless that's a little too depressing, but even though it's it's kind of funny I'm still gonna vote for hell other robots life is meaningless
4: but they showed life wasn't meaningless that was the thing they showed that it wasn't meaningless because they 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 met people
1: while they' didn't oh no i people. I get the subtlety I just think it's funny that they it, it's, that's what they said. That's
4: all. <sighs> hello's Other Robots is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is Space Pilot Three Thousand versus Luck of the Fryrish. Fryrish, sorry.
8: Um, one thing I liked about Luck of the Fryrish was, um I think it's the first time they introduce Fry's father, who's like a rabid, like uh, anti-communist. He thinks everything, you know. It was all the bad things that were on Christmas? those damn commies and stuff like that, which I thought was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole breakfast club, I wish I was old enough to care about stuff, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, the whole twist at the end and everything like that. It wasn't his, his, his brother and so on, but, uh, space pilot 3000, that's where the whole show began. I remember watching that episode and just being like, this show is going to be great. Um, Again, I'm not going to wax poetic about it too much, but uh, a lot of things from that original pilot episode are revisited upon between the Indian guy, the cryogenic, I mean, who's Lila's boss, the people from the cryogenics lab, uh, just so many things uh, dovetail back to that episode, which also makes it that much more great. uh, I'm going with Space Pilot 3000.
3: Pete.
7: This is kind of a tough one because uh, I, I want to vote for Space Pod Three Thousand because it was the beginning, and I and I I've loved this show since the first episode. Um, but I, I I really gotta give it to the emotional uh, nature of the luck of the Fryish because uh, you know the whole the whole twist with him finding out his brother it wasn't his brother it was his nephew, and you know think he thought that you know he was forgotten and nobody remembered him. Um, that that one just tugged at my heartstrings, so I got to go with the luck of the Fryrish,
2: Michael? Yeah, I'm torn as well because, I mean, obviously, it's Space Pilot 3000. Is it an episode I would need to go back and watch now? No, it's not. A lot of the show is still in its infancy, and as with most pilots, it's not as funny as when we first watched it because the show has evolved and gotten smarter and funnier over the years. But without it, we wouldn't have Futurama. If that episode hadn't worked; no one would have bothered watching it a second time. Um, but I, it, the luck of the Fryrish, I put this on the list. I, I the whole ending when he realizes that his brother actually did give a shit about him, and it's it's. And then there was a line that Bender had that I, I don't remember the exact context of it, but he goes, "And now no one will ever be able to say I don't own John Larroquette's spine." I don't know why that <laughs> came up. But it was one of those lines where I it was like, what, what, what the fuck is going on? And I don't remember how that it was a nightcore gag or something. I forget. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with luck of the friarish. No disrespect to the pilot. But like I said, it's with most pilots. It hasn't held up as well as some of the other episodes, which is what's going to happen. Ben.
1: Um, I like, uh, I like, I like the look of the Friars. I think it's really good. Uh, there's a, the misunderstanding. They love how Futurama points out how easy it is to misunderstand history. And they fall down into New York and, uh, go looking for, uh, that, you know, Fry's, uh album that has his, you know, clover. In it. And Bender has his comedy, looks over, he's like, this old New York, you know, what's... Is- Uh, The uh, the city that inspired a casino in Las Vegas, you know, it's like just how ridiculous their understanding of history can be sometimes. Um, But I still don't think that it's better than Space Pilot 2000. I think that Pilot set the ground for a lot of things. I mean, even Dana pointed out in the last Futurama fight that they even thought about Nibbler's role and his shadow is definitely there. So, you know, I think just the groundwork it set was meticulous and I think it deserves credit for that.
2: They added that shadow in actually later on to all repeats of this pilot, so it wasn't there when it was first aired. Just really? So well, then, no, that's good retconning then. At least not no, it was base. good retconning, yeah. but they did add that in later. It was not there if you go back and look at the original non-tamper He his, there is no nibbling shadow.
6: Well, well, well.
4: A vote for Space Pilot Three Thousand. It is all tied up. It comes down to me, and I, I, I want to. God, you know what? Because there's nothing else representing uh, Benders, uh, Bender's Fry's family moving on, uh, I'm going to go with the luck of the Fryer. I'm trying to find the name of the episode that just happened in the last season where Fry basically has to uh, heard a sound in his dream and it was it was basically uh, a aping of Star Trek 4, but he hears a sound in his dream and they, they keep putting him into his dream so he can remember what the sound was so he could save the world and um, he basically breaks down because he gets to talk to his mother and you know he, and and he's talking he's like you're in my dream I'm in your dream uh, and it, it was a beautiful moment and because nothing from anything past the goddamn movie other than the finale is being represented I will be voting for Luck of the Irish, which has a little bit more Fry's family. Uh, Luck of the Irish is moving on we're on to our last fight of the first round uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is the problem with the poplars versus Mike's unknown pick. Are you there, Mike?
5: I'm here. Uh, what's your unknown pick? Uh, my unknown pick. I actually can't remember the, the title of it. Uh, All Good Things. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Women in the Mood. Oh, God. Most people think of it as Death by Snoo Snoo. Snoo Snoo. Uh, I am available for Snoo Snoo. <laughs> The spirit is willing; the flesh is spongy and bruised. Um, so, yeah, this is the episode where uh, they get stranded on an island. Zach and Leela and Fry and Bender, uh, an Amaz- the, with Amazons who uh, who will fuck them to death. And there's a femme a femputer, I believe.
7: Yes, yeah, who who is voiced by Bea Arthur, as I recall.
5: Uh,
4: yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all yours, Pete.
7: Um. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, I I enjoyed the problem with poplars, but um, I got to give it to death by snoo snoo. Just uh, the fact that they got B Arthur to to do the voice of the femputer.
2: A vote for Amazon women in the mood, Michael. Um, you look. I like Amazon women. The mood. The snoo snoo stuff is great, and in fact, I love the but when they said they're going to be death by snoo snoo and there's this wonderfully animated mix of horrified of it's like horror anticipation and glee that crosses all their faces like they can't make up their mind if they're happy about this scared or terrified i mean they don't know so it's just it was it, it was some really really funny stuff in there but uh Nothing tops. I mean, in terms, the Poplars episode is so well done in every single, it's got an amazing amount of great gags. The, they introduce the, uh, the, the alien, I can't remember the names of the aliens. Lur? Lur, yeah, Lur. Lur. Lur so, yeah, the, turns out that the Poplars, these little snacks that Leela discovered are actually their kids, their little babies. And, uh, it, and it leads to my favorite line. Pro, yeah, it's probably my favorite line in Futurama history. And I've always remembered it. They're sitting there trying to negotiate. And Zap fucking eating poplars in front of Lur. And he's just like, these would go great with some guacamole. And Lur stands up and just pounds the table and goes, stop eating our young. And it's pronounced guacamole. So I just love the fact that he's pissed. that He can't pronounce the goddamn name right. And he's eating his young right in front of him. And it ends with a hippie being eaten. And uh, so, oh, the hippie. Whoa, my hands are huge. I mean, it was just... That episode is an absolute classic, and as funny as Amazon went in the mood, it, it it doesn't even come close to the problem was for me. Ben! Ben.
3: Uh, you may be
1: muted, Ben. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the problem... pop. The problem with poplars is is a really really good episode Mike, michael's right about that but um i do want to kind of vote for amazon women just because uh of like a recency effect i've just watched it and when the snooze part park out my little my little six-year-old's like immediately asked what snooze snoo is and i start laughing i had to pause it because you know that has to just be put a, put aside for a while so because they made me stop their own show uh there, by being uncomfortable that, i gotta give them some credit for that so i will give them a vote even if problem poplars is better,
4: uh, vote for Amazon Women in the Mood. Um, yeah, I love Amazon Women in the Mood, but there is a moment where one of the uh, Omicronians uh, becomes un- unhatched and then says, "Please don't eat us!" in the cutest <laughs> little voice. <laughs> the little poplar, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I've got to go with Problem with the Poplars. It's amazing. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one is moving on?
8: Yeah, I'm going with a Problem with Poplars because uh, it's a really great episode. Uh, Leela, who's kind of opposed to treating aliens poorly, is also responsible for the eating of the poplars. It kind of makes fun of like fast food, how they treat animals poorly, like uh, Fishy Joe's. And uh, it introduced that kind of hippie character, you know, I want to, you know, lead us in some gentle swaying, you know. We caught this ca- uh, this uh, lion to eat tofu. And, um, yeah, lure uh, of Omicron hate is always great. Like when he's trying to order the salad, you know, it's like, do you want like vinaigrette or this or that? And he ultimately disintegrates the guy. Uh, There's just so many great epi- uh, moments in that episode, so I got to go for it.
4: And... The problem with the poplars is moving on, and so will we be. We'll be back right after nothing. We're just, I don't know if there's even to be a break here, but it's break time for us. So if anybody needs to use the bathroom, now's the time. Yep, I need
2: right to pee.
6: What the fuck, Geek Fighters? Both reincarnation and anthology of interest one feature appearances by me, world-renowned physicist and best-selling author Stephen Hawking. Neither made it out of round one. No one even mentioned me. After all I have given to you guys, this is how I am repaid. No one has ever talked about me on the show. With only a few shows left, you don't even take the opportunity to praise one of your longtime supporters. That dickhead Space Lincoln has been nominated half a dozen times and gets plenty of love, but I get diddly squat. Even that powder-wicked douchebag Isaac Newton not only gets talked about, he wins best of Britain too. For what? Discovering gravity? Like that's so fucking hard. People have noticed things falling since the dawn of time, they just didn't have a name for it. They just said shit falls to the ground. I discovered that contrary to previous beliefs, and their name, black holes emit radiation. What do they call that radiation? Hawking radiation. Do they call it Newton gravity? No. The only thing named after that quit was the fake Newton. Is it the wheelchair? The computer voice? How they remind you how fragile your existence is? That at any moment all that you are can be stripped away, and you could be left with nothing but your own thoughts. Do you hate me because you know that you would have grumbled under the enormity of this, and I instead, became the greatest scientist of my generation. I guess that is why I unlock the mysteries of the universe, and you whiny bitches make podcasts. I'm glad your little show is over. Fuck you guys. Did you survive
8: the Con of Wrath? Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nimichek from treklandblog.com and The Con of Wrath is both real history and the title of my documentary about it, The Most Glorious Failure in Star Trek History.
2: No seriously, the ultimate fantasy, Star Trek's first rock concert of a show, Houston 1982,
8: where the original cast, nationwide fans, and local crew all helped turn this incredible meltdown into a miracle. But what did happen that weekend and do we even know why today? Well, you can read all about it at conofwrath.com, and see how you can donate to preserve this wacky wonderful corner of Trek history. All donors get a screen credit and rewards. Oh, and if you're a survivor, like Walter Caney, Car Bennett, and Wendy Duen, let us know your tales, too. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: This is Crystal House, communications officer for the USS Gene Roddenberry, and you're listening to Geek Fights.
4: And we're back. Maybe you got to hear all that. Maybe you didn't. Uh, coming at you with Jarrett Formby, trademark geek cred uh let's go to you mr peter lucas for your second to last appearance on geek fights what is your geek cred
7: um well long-time listeners know i'm a third generation geek i learned to read on comic books and i uh currently deal uh in uh all sorts of geek related collectibles online at at ebay at dion's playground D-I-O-N-S-P-L-A-Y-G-R-O-U-N-D Thank you
4: I don't know why I have to milk it out of you every time Uh, As always We have with us The man, the myth, the legend Mr. Michael Felsher. What is your geek cred?
2: Oh, I don't know about Wichita, but Tulsa maybe
4: Our usual Uh Ben What is your geek cred, sir?
1: I think my best geek cred is that Uh if you drink when you hear the bell on this show, then you're welcome.
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess you did say it. Start the iconic drinking. Iconic, iconic, iconic.
1: Oh,
4: I hey, <laughs> Um, And Mr. Chuck Farrell, this isn't your penultimate episode. What is the one before your penultimate? Uh, but in the, almost your last episode, actually, you're probably going to be on all the last episodes. Whatever. Uh, what, what's your geek cry, Chuck?
8: Um, that I'm still on the show?
4: okay' McGee cred that, that, that works. Let's jump back into the fighting. We spent like 20 minutes yelling about uh, Star Trek into darkness that you might get to hear but let's talk uh, go back to talking about Futurama Michael this one is yours. it is I second that emotion versus meanwhile
2: uh, here's another geek fights cliche. Well now's where it starts getting tough um, yeah I don't I can't uh fuck I don't know. Shit, Uh, I guess because it's fresher in my mind, I'm going to go with Meanwhile. Uh, Like I said, hard to do a series finale right. In fact, I think one out of every ten ever get it right. And this one did. And it's, you know, so I'll give it to that. But so I second that emotion. is a fucking classic. So uh, it's a toss-up, but I'm leaning towards Meanwhile. But I could be swayed. Ben? Um. Yeah, I I can't vote for something I
1: haven't seen, but I second that emotion It's really good, though. I mean, there's a, there's one thing we haven't talked about at all: math jokes in round. That was that was part of the first other one. And uh, there's a there's a there's a great one where they go to get the, some cream out of the fridge or whatever, and it's one third, one third, one third, which is is half and half. And I drink coffee, and I thought I use half and half, so it made me it made me laugh pretty good. So I'm gonna vote for I second that emotion uh, vote for I second that
4: emotion. Um, I'm going to vote for meanwhile because of Fry and Leela get married. And well, spoiler, but fuck you if you didn't watch it.
2: It's yeah, own fault. Thanks a lot. Spoiler alert. Spo- well, that doesn't really tell you anything that they get married, to be no. with
4: you. It actually says it in the actual what's going to happen in the episode. But Fry and Leela get married. And it was beautiful. And the, not the wedding, but what they did with with their time. And they had a lot of it and they, they just enjoyed each other's company for like fifty years. Uh so yeah, I gotta go with Meanwhile. Chuck.
8: Um yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I haven't seen Meanwhile, so just by default I have to go for I sick of that emotion. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Pete,
4: which one is moving on?
7: Wow. Well, you have one that is, you know, not really, not necessarily the start of their relationship, very early in the relationship. And then you have the the episode that kind of completes their relationship. Um, I think just for pure emotional impact, I got to go with meanwhile.
4: And meanwhile is moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Ben, this one is yours. Another hard one. It is. <laughs> that's what she
1: said. Sorry. Uh, the devil's hands are idle play things versus the sting uh, the sting's really good i like i like that episode quite a bit uh it, the the impetus to go on this mission was all that Leela thought there' was, uh that there's nothing that the other crew before them could do better than than sucker than us than sucker die so you know her arrogance alone got them into that mess but i still looking i don't yeah i like to might, might have to look forward here and down the line and say that i still need to vote for the devil's hands or idle play things because that's that's a really good episode and in either one that goes through is is, is deserves to
4: A uh, vote for the devil's hands or idle play things uh but the sting is the sting and you know uh, michael michael reminded me right at the end uh, with the please wake up, lela, please, and the emotion that Billy West puts into his voice as fry, which isn 't his real voice it 's very similar, but it 's not his voice uh, I, I I just love how how much pain is there and how much uh, how much you you how much fry wants in that moment. he wants her to wake up so much. I love it so much i 'm going to go with the sting, Chuck.
8: Um, yeah, I have to agree, too. I think that uh, they're both really good. Um, both emotional Fry episodes, kind of a good matchup, but the whole sting where it's like the twist that all this stuff wasn't actually happening and ties into what they talked about earlier in the episode, uh, it was just uh, well executed, so um, I'm going with the sting. Uh, vote for the sting.
7: Pete? um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from this thing. It was a really great Fry and Leela episode, but um, my favorite still and will continue to be The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings. I just I thought there was a lot of emotion in that one. I the singing and, and the devil robot. and What have you been doing with these hands? I got to go with the devil's hands. It
4: is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael. Which fuck. one is moving
2: on? Did I already say fuck? Yeah, yeah, you did fuck. say fuck. I don't like this. I don't want to play anymore. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. I'm looking at all the ones that are coming up, and it's like, fuck! Well, this one's on all this fall! God damn it. I like this show too much. Shouldn't have been on this show. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Devil's Hand. I mean, that has some great. This. I love the song. I love the fact that. I mean, it just the the the, the holophoner thing. It just is great. And the sting with the ah. Uh,
5: Which is more Futurama? Wow, a better that song? didn't
2: help at all. Or Futurama's going to come back Futurama. from a failure. That, that that just made things worse. Thank you, Mike. Uh, does Bender dress up like a bee in devil's hands or idol's plate, whatever? No. That's the sting. All right, sting then. I like that toss-up. Like, eh,
4: ah, fuck it. Both of these have made me cry. So I'm going to vote for the sting. The sting is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Fry in the Slurm Factory versus the Farnsworth Parabox. Um, yeah, it's it's Fry in the Slurm Factory. But uh, Sp- Sp- uh, Slurms McKenzie alone, J- uh, Slurms McKenzie alone is is all. It's going to carry it through for me, and I'll take it in a physical fight. Uh, alternate Slurms McKenzie versus regular uh, regular Slurms McKenzie, and Slurms McKenzie wins. So I'm going to go with uh, Fry in the Slurm Factory, uh, Chuck.
8: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Damon. I think uh Michael really put it very well with the uh Kungalunga uh uh reference. They even talk about not only the songs with the Kungalungas and how everyone hates them, but about how like they're a great replacement to actual real workers because you can just treat them like shit. Um and uh the whole Willy Wonka reference. So yeah, I gotta go with that.
7: Pete Uh I have to disagree. I thought uh I thought Fry in the Slurm Factory was a very fun episode, but uh, I, I I like the Farnsworth Parabox. Um, just the whole alternate reality of the the dimensions and how uh, everything relies, uh, everything happens because they're alternate uh, coin flips in different dimensions. Um, so I got to go with the the Parabox,
2: Michael. Fuck. Um. Uh... You know, I put, I, 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 I'll mm. find factory is the funnier episode, but I think Farnsworth Parabox is the more clever episode. And like I have said before, I tend to vote for the more emotional ones, but I got to give it up to, to Futurama for the insanely intelligent science behind, even though it's all speculative and funny, the, the, the Parabox episode is, is sort of a mind blower when you think about it. And the way they play it off and the way they... I, I just There's something I love about the fact that you reach in to this end of the box and i reach in and we pull our each other's boxes through each other's boxes and somehow everything's set right. And then it's like, we must be very careful with this box because this contains the whole universe. And then they just leave it in the living room so Fry can sit on it. <laughs> it's just, you know, I mean... Pair of box Going with pair of box.
4: It is all tied up it comes down to you ben which one is moving on through
2: yeah the Farnsworth paradox is
1: is crazy um and it did it did do a lot of uh, really clever things you know time travel is always hard i like the end of it though uh friday he says but they're you know he's walking past the uh, kind of street and he says but they're uh they're a uh, flip of a coin go i or we or something like that and uh it's just funny referencing back to Leela using a coin to make all her decisions was what split this universe into. It was, it was really good. It was good uh, t- tied in all at the end. So I'm gonna vote for the Farnsworth Par- Parabox.
4: And the Farnsworth Parabox is moving on. Good news, everyone. Uh, and we're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is "War Is the H Word" versus "The Day the Earth Stood
8: Stupid." Mm, this is a good matchup, but I'm going to go for Wars the H word, um, just because so many great quotables. Kind of the parallel about like Vietnam and unnecessary war, um, the futility of imperialism, all kind of thrown into kind of like a slapstick comedy situation. They even join the army just to get like a five percent like uh, discount off of gum. Yeah, Wars the H word.
7: Um, both great episodes, both very funny. Um, I think I got to give the edge to this one to the day there stood stupid because it was the first thing, first time I believe that we actually got to see Nibbler as anything besides a stupid pet. Um, so yeah,
2: Michael. I gotta go with Wars the H word just for the bit where Fry's gotta figure out how to rescue Bender's like I gotta break down that gate, I gotta tackle those guards and steal that chopper, and then he sees Leela disguised as Lee Lemon do all that, and he goes, "Hey, I did it!" Wait, that's not me. <laughs> it's just like God, how stupid is Fry? I just I love gags like that where it's just and then you know the. And again, it's a great Zap Brannigan Up The whole idea that he knows he's attracted to a man, he's really scared by the whole thing. And when he finds out later, it's, it's like, oh, God, I've never been so happy to be attracted to a woman. And, uh, you know, soon you'll all be fighting for your planet. Many of you will be dying for your planet. A few of you will be put through a fine mesh screen for your planet. They will be the luckiest of all. I mean, it's, it's just too many great lines on that. And as good as the day of the earth is too stupid, is. War is the H-word. Ben. Um,
1: yeah, I like... Uh, I think uh, Day the Earth to the Stupid is a really, really funny and, and like, really concentrated ways. like, part, like, most of the episode is, you know, just it's, it's good. You can watch it with parts of it. And there are, like, just all these little bits all throughout that are just unbelievably full of uh, material and just gives you you know something to look at over and over again. But War the H word I think just does it better you know, um I think it's a I do think it is a better episode. Um so I'll go with War is the H word.
4: Uh vote for War is the H word. And I will quickly vote for the day the Earth so stupid without any explanation so we can move on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is why must I be a crusade uh, state- what? one What? War is the H word? Oh well what one before that? Uh, Farnsworth Parabox.
8: Yeah, it's good hosting there, David.
4: Uh, it doesn't matter.
2: Does it really? I mean, no, it you... matters because if you keep this up, people are going to stop listening to. Oh, you're you. Sorry.
8: Oh well, well should... and
4: and if if you were listening and actually paying attention to the episode, you actually could keep track of it. It's not that hard. You guys say what you were voting for.
8: She a... said. <laughs> <What? laughs>
4: next fight is yours pete it is why must i be a crustacean love versus love and rocket um
7: i'm starting to feel like michael here Ugh. Um, oh um
2: no it's fuck
7: they're all good fuck there you um, go <laughs> uh, uh I, i'm gonna give the edge to love and rocket
2: just because of the fry and leela moments
4: Look at us sappy motherfuckers.
2: Michael? I'm, I'm a sap. I'm, I'm going against the sap on this one because I still think Why I, Must I Be a Crustacean in Love was uh, a turning point for me in the series. Like I said, it was the one where I really, really started loving uh, the character of Dr. Zoidberg. And it is still... It, it That episode, even though it was very early in the series run, it still plays brilliantly today. Uh, and I, I can't vote for the sentimental ones every single time, but... The, uh, as good as Love and Rocket is, uh, Crustacean is just for me too perfect an episode and too great, too great a writer's episode that really showed what you know how they can how you can take a character that isn't necessarily uh, all that well developed and just give him a whole new life. Because after that, Zoidberg was one of the best elements of any episode he was in. So, got to go with that one, Ben. Yeah, I guess if
1: I think about it, it's do I want to see Bender uh, being all sappy with another you know computer that's a kind of a, a crap thing of how, and uh, or do I want to see Bender doing what Bender does great, which is being completely selfish, and uh, you know when Brian uh, Zoidberg had to fight in the arena, you know Bender's, Bender's like fate is cruel and unyielding. And, uh, and and terrible thing, but uh, I'm taking all best nine to two for Zoidberg. I mean, he's just so pragmatic about it. I love it. So I'm gonna vote for why must I be a crustacean in love?
7: How can you vote
1: against Sigourney Weaver?
2: Like that?
4: Yeah, it's really, really easy.
2: It's surprisingly easy, really. Yeah, like who can yeah, kind of get over it, dude? Yeah,
7: it's just Sigourney Weaver.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, what's your problem?
7: Uh, I've had a crush on her since Alien.
2: Well, see, there's your, there's your problem. Well, that's your problem, right there. I mean, yeah.
8: yeah. Yeah. Alien had a question there too.
7: <laughs> uh, <laughs> vote for
4: why must I be a crustacean? Love. I yeah, is like my second favorite character in the show, uh, especially since uh, they expanded his character even more in the Comedy Central run. His first name is John. He's actually an excellent doctor for everything but humans. Like. I, I like John Zoidberg quite a bit, so I'm gonna vote for Why Must I Be a Cross Station in Love. Uh Chuck.
8: Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh Crush Jason in, in, in love as well. Um you know, a uh, great Zoidberg episode. They have the uh what do they call it when they fight each other? The uh the copla. Uh a lot, a lot of kind of subtle Star Trek references there. And again, Zoidberg is just awesome. He's basically like a Jewish lobster that's uh that's funny and hilarious.
4: Why must I be a crustacean in love? Won that fight because I have to say it every time like a robot. On to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It's Jurassic Park. You
5: should do uh, you should talk like a robot uh for the rest of the show. Not I mean not just a show, but all uh, the, the shows.
4: okay, let's see if I I will talk right Michael, this next fight is yours. It is Jurassic Park versus All's Well That Roswell, Roswell that ends well.
2: And tacos.
8: See, see even as a robot, got a yeah. Even as a robot, you didn't say it right.
2: <laughs> um, Roswell that ends well is a terrific episode. No argument against that, but. Um, yeah, it's not not against Jurassic Park. It ain't going to, no, no, no. No, I didn't almost commit suicide after the ending of Roswell. That ends well. So I'm going to have to uh, appreciate the power of that. That is Jurassic Park. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm going with Jurassic Park. Uh,
4: vote for Jurassic Park.
1: Uh, ben? I, you know, I always hate, I hate to vote against uh, like that episode, Dress Bart, because I know what type of uh, impact I had for people. It had zero impact on me because, uh, I don't know, maybe I just don't care about dogs uh, that much. And I really do like Fry, though, and I like the fact that, you know, had the universe and I like that uh, Futurama rips on Star Trek a lot. And that, that episode has a ton of uh, Star Trek references to it. Uh, so I, I like that. Sh- I like that episode. I'm going to vote for Roswell. That ends well.
4: A vote for Roswell that ends well.
2: Okay, you gotta stop doing that. That's really fucking annoying. I enjoy
4: both episodes greatly. I prefer Jurassic Park sometimes. But Fry fucked his grandmother. So I will be going with Roswell
2: that ends well.
5: You know, it doesn't sound like a robot as much as like a retarded kid with a
8: nasal problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it's, it's not really selling robot to me at all.
8: Uh, yeah. Fuck what all are you, of you. What, what are you, a nomad?
2: I am a nomad. I um, ride the short bus. I ride the
8: short <laughs> bus.
4: I am go. Lothar of the Hill People. Chuck, go
2: ahead.
8: I forgot to mention the winner in one race, so now I'm going to have a long drawn out joke. Okay, so um, uh, Roswell that ends well.
2: I cannot believe you people are picking that fucking episode. Yeah, we are. Pete?
7: <sighs> I gotta pick, uh, I gotta go with Roswell at ends well, just for the fact that uh, I believe when they find Bender instead of trying to put him together as a robot they attempt to turn him into a flying saucer, which has got to be the world's smallest flying saucer.
4: And Ro- and Roswell that ends well is moving on partly because <laughs> what was that?
7: <laughs> oh, the closing montage to Jurassic Park.
4: Yeah, that's what that is.
7: <laughs>
4: the reason why it's being voted down, partially for me is because it was already on Best of Futurama, and we talked about it at length there. Sorry that you weren't on that episode. Roswell, that ends well, is moving on or on to our next fight. Ben, this one is I hope yours. I he does kill himself. Uh, well, well, now that it's off the list, he probably won't. Uh, time keeps on slipping versus Hell is Other Robots. Ben, that one is yours.
1: Um... I like both these episodes a whole lot, uh, um, but I think you see Hell's Other Robots done uh, like the same ideas done better in other episodes later. I really still like how, on time keeps on slipping. They they tech detected that entire episode, and that's so like like terrible of a thing to do. But it was so funny the whole entire time. It keeps and it's interesting too, and and I like that. So I'm gonna vote for uh, time keeps on slipping.
4: Uh, vote for Time Keeps on Slipping. Um, I'm going to go with Hell as Other Robots very quickly and easily. Uh, Chuck! Uh, time Keeps on Slipping.
3: Um.
7: Fuck. Um, I, I got to go with Hell's Other Robots just because that's the one that introduced the robot devil. Hey Michael, what's your favorite word to say?
4: Because you get to say it now. Uh, it is all tied up. It comes Ant-T-King? down to you. and oh, Please. Um, I,
2: okay. Well, no. My vote is for fuck you,
4: people. Well, yeah, but it's tied up. So please break the tie.
2: Oh, do I have to break the tie? You don't have to. Oh, oh, oh! oh is it up to me to break the tie? You can. Oh, okay. Well, let me think about this then. Wouldn't want to. <laughs> take an inordinately amount a long amount of time to uh, solve uh, this dilemma here mm. oh no so many things to think about here gee I mean uh, I don't know boy let me think about this some here
8: I forgot to take his mite all
5: today I uh, see could be that one
2: mm.
8: i vote for yeah. time keeps on slipping Shut
4: up! I'm still here. Well, no. See, I did say Michael, and there happened to be two on the call, and he answered it. So I
8: think let's... he just hung up on us. So
4: you know, uh, uh, Michael, what? Uh, are, are, is, do you agree with Mike? No. So uh, you wanted to vote for Hellas Other Robots? No.
2: He's.
5: Really I don't even know what part.
2: the hell the two are. Oh, time keeps on slipping. I'm going to vote for that one. Time keeps
4: on slipping is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Luck of the Fryrish versus the Problem with the Poplars. Uh I'm going to go with uh Luck of the Fryrish. Luck of the Fryrish. Uh Chuck.
8: Poplars.
7: Ooh, Poplars, Pete. Um yeah, uh I actually do enjoyed uh, the emotional impact of Luck of the Fryrish, so I got to go with that one.
2: Michael. Poplars, fuck you people.
4: Uh Ben, it's all tied up. You get to break the tie. Which one is moving on? Poplars. The problem with the Poplars is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Meanwhile versus The Sting. Sting. A vote for The Sting. Pete.
7: Uh, I'm gonna keep uh, riding that meanwhile bus,
2: Michael. Um, I'm gonna go with the sting and uh, fuck you, people. I'll uh, vote for the sting,
4: uh, Ben.
1: Asa, uh, the sting.
4: What? I don't know what he said. But I will vote for meanwhile, but the sting is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is a Farnsworth Parabox versus War is the H-Word.
7: Um. I enjoyed both these episodes so much, but I got In this case, I got to give the edge to uh, War is the H-Word, I think. I thought it was a... uh, a much funnier
2: episode. So, yeah. Vote for war is the H word, Michael. Vote for Parabox. Fuck you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people?
8: It's racist.
4: See, you know what? That's the problem with that goddamn movie. Now it gives white people the comeback of what do you mean, you people? Which
2: I'm so happy for apparently uh ben either way
1: uh war is war is the h word tackles that because bender you know they chuck brought up the uh, dis- military discount and they want to get it for because they want to get uh five percent off a 40 cent eraser or a piece of pack of gum or something like that and bender's like when he finds out he can't because he's not military he says this is the worst kind of discrimination the, the kind against me and that's that's totally true isn't it so i'm gonna go for war with the h word Uh vote for
4: war is the H word. <clears throat> I wonder though, in the Farnsworth pair box because of the flip of coin of a flip of coin, Fry and Lila are together. Uh does that mean that because they get together at the end of the series that they are now a part in that other universe? Uh
7: no, there was no coin flip there, so uh it wasn't I think so. It wasn't a coin flip. Yeah, Lila was, flipped a coin.
4: Yeah, Lila flipped a coin as to whether or not she would go on a date with Fry.
7: Uh, yeah, and it didn't come. It didn't come up on its side. Uh, no,
4: it came up. Uh, it came up one way for one universe and the other way for the other universe. Uh, but I'm going to vote for the Farnsworth pair box. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one is moving on?
8: Um, h word
4: war is the h word is into the
8: final four
4: we're on to our next fight Michael this one is yours it is why must I be a crustacean in love versus Roswell that ends well fuck Roswell that ends well fuck it fuck it fuck fuck Fuckety. fuck fuck it a vote for why must I be a crustacean in love how did you get that from what I said you said fuck Roswell that ends well all oh, right. Anyway, uh,
1: Ben um, this is the toughest one yet, uh, But Zoidberg, you know, Zoidberg. Well, why not Zoidberg? So I'll vote for, yeah, that one.
2: Why not Zoidberg?
4: Why not Zoidberg? Uh, I think, yeah, why not Zoidberg? I'm going to vote for why Must I be a crustacean in love? Chuck?
8: Hmm. Oh, this is tough. I like both of these, but I'm going to go for the Zoidberg episode.
7: Pete, is it the first clean sweep of the evening? See, now to me, these are both Zoidberg episodes because uh, one of my favorite parts in Roswell that ends well was when they're sitting there cutting him apart and he's sitting there talking like it's nothing's happening, like he's not being vivisected. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Crustacean in Love.
4: A clean sweep.
3: Woohoo.
4: Yeah, fuck Roswell. <laughs> uh, we're on to our next fight. Oh, shit. Oh, it's Poplars that uh Ben, this Ooh, one is yours. What happened there? Well, no, I, I forgot to write the last marker for which one won the problem with Poplars versus Firish, uh, but it was the problem with the Poplars. Time goes on slipping versus the problem with the Poplars. Ben, that one is yours.
1: Um, I like them both. Uh, but the poplars is so much more fun kind of. It's, it's like an adventure and uh, ridiculous too at the same time. And they, they eat none of the people's children. That's just funny as all go. Yeah. So poplars.
4: A vote for a problem with the poplars. Uh, yeah, eating, eating children is hilarious. I do it all the time. But I'm going to go with time keeps on slipping because I did forget that Fry did rearrange not planets but stars to write, I love you, Leela, in the sky. Uh, It's kind of fucking amazing. So I'm going to go with Time Keeps on Slipping. Chuck.
8: Uh, hmm. This is tough because conceptually, Time Keeps on Slipping is more clever. Um, Poplar's is more fun. Um, I'm going to go with Slipping. P!
7: Um, I'm going to go with the problem with populars because that that introduces the character Jur, who they uh, later bring back in the episode T for terrestrial, um, as the one who, uh, adopts fry as a pet.
4: It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael, which uh-huh. one is
2: moving on. Um, So, as I'm looking at it, the other three in the final four are the Sting, War is the H-Word, and Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love? Yes. Okay. Here's my reasoning on this, because I can't pick between these two. I, I love them equally for different reasons. One of the great attributes of this show, all the way through the finale, has been... Their mastery and their 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 incredible uh, relationship with time travel. Uh, I think that many of their best episodes have been variations or ruminations on time travel, and more than any other TV show, maybe even more than Star Trek. I think they've come up with more clever ideas on how time travel works and the the way they've played around with it. I think in the final four, there should be a representative of their time travel episodes because it's been such an amazing huge an amazingly huge part of this show and the other three are not and as funny as poplars is and as perfect an episode as it is' it's maybe one of the best written episodes they ever had I think time keeps on slipping is a is a perfect encapsulation of their uh, attitude towards time travel and it's funny and it's touching and it's uh, it's the one I'm voting on and time
4: keeps on slipping slipping. Uh, Is moving on. We've got the Sting versus War is the H word, and why must I be a crustacean? Love versus time keeps on slipping. Uh, Hey, that first one is me, Damon. Uh, The Sting versus War is the H word. Uh, War is the H word is fun. I I really, I really do like it a lot. But sorry, the the emotional part of the Sting it, it gets me every time. I can watch, I can watch the Sting every time. Don't get me wrong, War is the H-Word is fun, and I can, I can still watch it, but I, I, I will zone out and do other things while War is the H-Word is on until my favorite lines pop up and I turn back and watch those favorite lines or, or listen to the favorite lines. But this thing always engages me with the the, the uh, honey fry. Part of my body was in the, the honey, and we made a clone, blah, 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 like all that stuff, all the things that she wants fry to be okay and at the end of the episode, you find out he wants her to be okay. And they have to the only way they could be okay is together. And that's actually how the show ends. So I'm gonna go with
8: the sting, Chuck. H uh, 4 Pete.
7: Um, I have to agree. I, I uh, the sting I thought was a uh, a more emotional episode, and it it kind of uh, set the tone for their relationship so uh, I gotta go with the sting
2: Michael I uh, guess I will also be voting for the sting uh, it is a pivotal episode for this show uh, extremely affecting and um, next to Jurassic Park it is probably my most one of the most emotional episodes so I can't vote for that one anymore so I'll put my support behind the sting definitely Ben
1: um yeah I I can't disagree that Sting should win but uh, War of the H-War is really good so I'll just give a pity vote to it
4: that's right we're going to pity you for being one of the best episodes of Futurama ever Uh, the Sting is in the finals Uh, now we're on to our next fight Chuck this one is yours it is Why Must I Be a Crustacean Love versus. Time Keeps on Slipping
8: hmm this is good because it's a great character episode versus a great conceptual episode, and I'm going to go with slipping.
7: Pete! Uh, you know, I may be in the immor- minority, but uh, I never really cared for Zoidberg, even after Crustacean. Um, I-, I thought he was an okay character, but uh, not one of my favorites. Um, so I-, I gotta go for Time Keeps on slipping.
4: A vote for Time Keeps On Slipping. I don't know why I wrote Time
2: Poplars. Michael. That would have been awesome. An episode called Time Poplars. Um, I'm also going to vote for uh, uh, Time Keeps On Slipping, but not for the reasons that Pete said. So please do not think that I am agreeing with anything he just said.
7: Okay. That's fine. You still just agreed with me, so it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Even uh, if it's for different reasons. No,
1: didn't agree with you, Ben. Yeah, I think time uh, keeps on slipping is a better episode overall. Even though Zoeberg is pretty great, and you know he always contributes something. I he's not uh, he's not good enough to beat uh, that episode. So time keeps on slipping. Oh, oh, I know it's terrible.
4: A vote for time keeps on slipping, and I will very quickly make it not a clean sweep because fuck you, Pete. Zoidberg is one of the greatest characters ever created in comic history, and that's I mean, your opinion. I mean that in comedic history because he's a very, very, very funny character. Why not? 20, it, uh, 20, it's,
2: all, it's always so sad when a friend goes crazy, and you have to have a big clam bake and cook him. <laughs> one of Bender's best line! Classic.
5: <laughs> Such a bad. I thought you were talking about Pete. he was
7: he is a little fishy I'm told I'm good with
2: butter that is oh uh. (laughs) Uh. anyway
4: we're at her final fight this one is yours Pete it is the sting versus time keeps on slipping
7: Okay, this is a tough one.
5: The word you're looking for is
3: Fuck.
7: <laughs> Fuck. Um you know, I one of the things that I've loved about Futurama is Fry and uh, Leela's uh ongoing will they, won't they, won't they relationship? And uh I think the sting has more of that, so I gotta go with the sting. A vote for the sting, Michael.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've ended up with two episodes that very much focus on the Fry Leela relationship and the efforts that Fry will go to to prove his love to uh, to Leela. And I don't know. Um, I could easily choose either one. I think both of these are wonderful representations of Futurama. I'm going to go with Time Keeps On Slipping just because I think it gives all the other characters. In addition to the Leela and uh, uh, Fry storyline, I think it gives all the other characters some really great moments. Whereas the Sting, and that's not a that's not a knock against the Sting at all. Whereas I think the Sting is very much Leela's story and also Fry's story as well. So I again, I, this is a toss up. I could easily, I could be swayed, but I'm I'm very I'm going to go with time keeps on slipping. Ben. Yeah, I think the I mean, peach drama sometimes
1: can really, uh, you know, strike you hard with its uh moments between you know fondness and compassion for each other and the characters. But I mean, that's not why I really liked it. That's that's what kept me interested. I, I like Time Keeps on Slip, and I mean, they do things that I first noticed like they they, they show a free radical uh uh reaction for of uh, of water, and I think that's just great science, you know, embedded in these all these shows. and. There's so many other elements i mean they work very hard and and they put a lot of effort for you to be able to see these over and over and over again and you know this thing hits hard but i mean that only does that once really i mean time keeps on slipping state you know is always will always uh deliver you know something to you every time you see it so time keeps on slipping
4: a vote for time keeps on slipping 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 into the future um I really don't know what I want to vote for. I could just easily tie it up and throw it to Chuck and make him decide, and he'll just say one word answer, H. Um, I don't know what he's actually voting for on this one. Q. Is he? Uh, I like time keeps on slipping, and I like the sentiment at the end of Fry. You know, moving stars to to profess his love. And I don't think it was a will they won't they relationship that Fry and Leela have. It's, it's when will they? There is no won't they because, but because of the sting, you know that Leela has the same feelings for Fry. So there's no more will they won't they. It's when will they? And uh, I, I, I like the sting for that. I I like the, this thing that I, I like the fact that. Because of The Sting, we know that Fry isn't just barking up the wrong tree. That Fry shouldn't be with Amy. That that Leela wants to be with Fry. She just has to get her shit together and Fry has to get his shit together so they can be together. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to go with The Sting. It is all tied up. It comes
2: down to you, Chuck. I'm changing my vote to The Sting. What? I'm changing my vote to The Sting. Okay, then. Uh, Chuck.
8: Um. Alright, so it's not all tied up. But um hmm. I was going to go for um Time Keeps on Slipping because even though I like the whole Fry Leela aspect of it, um that exists in everything. I mean, you know, Cheers, Star Trek episodes, you know, the girl and the guy, you know, the whole t- I mean fucking New Girl, you know, has like that whole dynamic. Uh, so like even though I like it, it's not necessarily unique, whereas Futurama has the sci-fi twist to it where it ties in humor, the characters, and um uh I think uh, it, it kinda is it's like a fun rift off of the whole like time travel uh or like, you know, time effect uh of the show, so that's why I'm voting for it. But it doesn't matter.
2: No, actually you're right. I'm I'm changing my vote back.
8: Okay
4: so time keeps on slipping is the winner yes okay time keeps on slipping is the winner of this episode but of course we as always we are wrong uh the best episode of futurama uh is the
3: one with hypno toad
4: But, uh yeah, time keeps on slipping. Is our winner. Thank you for listening if you still are, you probably aren't. Um does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh Your mom? Ch- Chuck, you want to plug my mom? Yeah. She's been on the episode, on the show before.
8: Yeah, no, I already did that so.
4: No, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else from you Chuck? No. No.
1: Just my mom. Okay. <laughs> uh Ben uh, just everybody go check out the Lou Trek Show. It's a it's a really nice uh uh topical variety show uh podcast. So go download that and check it out. They just uh got two hundred episodes. So doing pretty good.
4: Say the whole title again. The Lou
1: Trek Show. And where can they find it? Uh the Lou Show dot com, I think. <laughs> the Lou Trek Show. Why not?
4: All
7: right. Pete, I know you have things to plug. Uh Well, as usual, you can, uh, if you're looking for any collectible stuff, you can check me out at Dion's Playground on eBay. Um, And if you mention Geek Fights, I will give you 10% off through the end of October.
4: Has anybody ever taken you up on that? No, but it doesn't hurt to try. No, it doesn't. It does not. And of course, Mr. Michael Felscher, I know you don't have anything to plug, so I'll skip you. No, what what do do you have anything to plug, Michael?
2: Not really. I mean, I kind of do, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was uh, uh, listening to, I don't know where I heard it, but you remember when we did that uh, butt chug episode? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that uh, Dr. Love's website at the end of it. Yeah. 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 Well, I, it was just all funny. To talk, but I swear uh, recently I heard a commercial for it uh, the other day and it got me to thinking and they were really, very convincing so that i actually ordered a product that they were talking about and i've got the i haven't opened it yet um i wanted to see exactly what these things were like so i wanted to give you an idea it's called the uh vibrating prostate i don't know exactly what that's supposed to uh, do here let me see now i don't know how the oh here we go Where the hell is this
4: thing supposed to go? Uh I, uh, uh, I do uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it, it, it goes in your ass, Michael. Duh. <laughs> um uh, special thanks goes to Karen, Chris Mitchell for all the stuff he does on the internet for us, and Christy Woke for the stuff she does on the internet for us. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for his insightful and sometimes duplicate intros. <laughs> uh, you can check him out at net. And I think he said he was on something else on the last episode, but I don't remember what it was. So I apologize for not saying on this episode.
5: Mike? Uh, we can geek geekfights.net, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Well, there's only three episodes left now, right? Four episodes. Like, there's all so was, few. All he was doing was just saying words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whimper, Swear. not a bang, goddammit. We're going uh, out Facebook, with a whimper.
2: Twitter. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. Uh, uh,
5: there are people out there who probably know this ending much better than I do.
4: Yeah. Uh, I guarantee Professor Lava Hot. Uh, our final episode will be Star Trek versus Star Wars. Uh, put uh, if you're still listening to this, which most people aren't, but if you are, seriously, send in all the your fight ideas, like Han Solo versus Itchy, Worf. No, no, it's Star Trek versus Star Wars. Han no, Solo. Itchy versus can do Worf. other side. Um, Itchy can't be on the Star Trek Wait, side, but, Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. But Itchy versus Worf. Itchy versus Bitch Worf. Um, H E versus a replicator. H E versus a replicator. Any fight, we're going to do every fight that we get. I'm, nice not, compensator. I'm not I'm not kidding. Even if it's just me going deciding fights at the end, we're gonna do it on a Saturday, and anybody and everybody can is more than welcome to join us. Uh, I, I will say when we are recording it on the next episode, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh any old ideas, welcome, blah, 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 blah. Until next time.
5: Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. That was
2: But it it feels really nice in your hand. Oh that's it, gonna be taken out of context. I am dead
4: serious. I am so angry at Star Trek fans right now, it's not even funny. Like the only thing that you can see about Star Trek into the darkness is about how how much fans hate it. Like No, if no how much real fans hate it. How much real fans hate it and how the people who created it are assholes.
2: Well, I gotta say, I mean, even though I understand why, I don't think Orshi hurt helped himself, but he, he he let him get to him. But he making that statement the other day on the forums that he posted, yeah, yeah, I could, but I can understand it. I, he has to be frustrated as all he fucking hell. He was totally right. He was totally. He is. Right. He's completely right. Everything he said was absolutely was like, he didn't hey, do you're not like the, the ones making, making really. the fucking movies, are you? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, you're just throwing fuel on the fire for these guys. Uh, yeah.
5: But he's right that fire doesn't yep. need any more fuel it's
2: no, okay. no it's already a roaring inferno as it is and, and this is this is what what it's all my, fault. I told This all what
4: boggles my mind i, I just went to to Rotten tomatoes and I know it's not a complete and total aggregate but it is an aggregate of millions of people the mm. audience is at 91 percent like I know critics are 87 so that means thirteen percent of paid critics didn't like the movie
2: and nine percent of the actual audience didn't like the movie no the movie went over huge with people who are actually fair oh isn't it the Which most movie? successful
5: one ever yeah yeah what? oh yeah yeah worldwide is the most successful oh okay
1: oh that movie's really good you know All i It's just from a small group of people it is
5: i, I really it's, it's
2: my theory of the 10 guys it's the same fucking 10 guys
1: I was at Vegas at the convention and we were going to. I wanted to go in there and vote just because I I, I just wanted to see how they did it. You know, I've never been to one before. And I didn't go because uh, uh, I was convinced that Star Trek 2 would win. So, you know, since you know the result, why go? It never crossed my mind that In the Darkness would be rated the worst. And that's Which just is that complete fucking trendy
2: bullshit. Yeah, it's worse than insurrection. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. No it's where, I mean, no, it's one of my favorite. I think it was fucking great and I'm. Jeez. you know what I'm actually at this point the more the fans rail against this I'm actually getting more I'm actually getting more and more anti-Wrath of Khan yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want correct. to because I love Wrath yeah, of Khan it's God just like hard. stop holding this up as the goddamn old, high standard of filmmaking terrific movie but it's got fuck loads of problems
8: yeah no I thought Into Darkness was great I didn't even realize that there's a lot of anti uh,
4: <laughs> if, if you look up Anything about Into Darkness on the internet, it it is nothing but negative stuff.
8: That's crazy. I thought it was good.
4: I, I know, that, but that's the thing. And like, we're going to be doing a commentary. I don't know when. Soon, you know, I was
5: going to repost our, <laughs> our nitpickers on Wrath of Khan. Yeah. To remind everybody of the enormous giant holes in that movie. Uh, we we should.
6: God, and actually,
5: you're know. right, Mike. I've been kind of like you know, I it, it saved Star Trek, but that, that that movie's got a lot of problems. Yeah.
1: It does. It just shows you guys that the internet is dominated by uh, anonymity. Assholes. No, like, no, not assholes. Just everybody's on the internet, so it's just the fact that people are anonymous on there. It just shows, just proves that when people act in a mob fashion, they do absolutely irrational things. But when you know, actually look at empirical data about something, you see what people truly, truly think on an individual yeah. basis.
2: Well, it's and it's this entitled elitism that that whole. Well, real fans of Star Trek won't like this.
1: Fuck it's you!
8: Also, it's also, well, like, you, ganging up. You, do you remember, when, bullies? Yeah, you remember when, like, the the original, like, start by like, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek reboot came out and there was, like, an you know, Onion article about how it's like, oh, like, Star Trek fans, like, don't like this movie because it's entertaining and watchable. Right, exactly! Yep. <laughs>
4: We need to repost that. We need to go find it and repost it.
2: No, I can't, but I'm totally with them right now. The star Trek fans can all do all these fuckers and they can all eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. I'm
5: serious. You know, I, I called it back yeah. when Lucas sold star Wars and he was no longer a target that the going to go to somebody. Yeah. We'll split up and some will get on JJ J. Abrams and now Zack Snyder.
4: Yeah. And DC right.
5: in general. And, uh, God damn you, George Lucas. But you know what he did? Because he, he saw this coming. He knew this would happen.
4: Yeah.
5: He saw that the internet would, would create this. And that's why he did the special editions. <laughs> because he knew that it would attach itself to him. He's, so he kind of like bore the brunt for all this time.
2: He did this for us.
5: He's like Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. he's, he, was, he, was a, he was taking it all. And now now that he's gone, it's split up and it's devouring everything we love.
3: Real Futurama fans like blah, 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 blah.